423 Soccer Pod, the podcast that CFC built. This is Jim, a.k.a. Chetta Gooner. Hey, and this is Todd, the great footballer on the other side. So we're back. Still, you know, no games to talk about, which is fine. Um, we do need an offseason. We need an offseason. Yeah. But this is going to be a busy offseason. Already, already is. It already is a busy offseason. So we've got some NISA and club news to talk about. But that's not the reason why we're here. Why we're here is later on we're going to talk to the Women's Advisory Board. Oh, I thought we were here for the Manganatas. Well, we yeah, we, we were here for the Manganatas. I did try to I did try out our new blender, which did a wonderful job. Um, for the record, uh, I think he handed me my Manganata about five minutes ago, and it's already gone. <laughs> well, I mean... I told he, him I couldn't handle that kind of temptation like while recording the podcast. Well, you know, Jeremy, Jeremy killed the Manganata in the last match of... Of the of the season, so I haven't had one. It's human in, in, nature. In we while. fear what we don't understand. I know. And then and then I I was almost I almost thought I didn't have any mango in the house. I was really worried because I I I kind of promised you a manganata, and then I couldn't find. Well, you teased it on Twitter too. Yeah. So I, I could like, I couldn't find the mango. Oh, that's right, I did. Well, no, that was after because there's mango in that picture. Um, but I you know I wasn't sure I, I we had any. I was panicking a little bit, but. Anyway, we've we've had our manganata. Uh, Jeremy doesn't know what he's missing, but we've had you know. So later on, we're going to talk to the women's advisory board and talk a lot about the women's team. We got a bunch of questions from Twitter and from the Chattahooligan Slack and from others Slack and other resources, other places, so other sources. What I meant. So we've got a bunch of questions to ask them and talk about. But right now we've got some other information, some other news coming out. Nisa news. <laughs> well, the first is not Nisa news, it's club news. Oh, uh, yeah, let's go to the club news. We've first. got a new coach. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was a little perturbed, you know, like it's taken a long time to gather the Women's Advisory Board together because there's, there's several of them and trying to get everybody's schedule together. And so, you know, we had, you know, I had hoped that maybe the new coach wouldn't be announced for a couple more weeks. And so we'd have this conversation and then we could, you know, maybe talk with Jeremy and the new coach. But now they've announced it and the 109 guys have suddenly. They got to jump on us. Now they've risen out of nowhere, you yep, know. Like the mighty phoenix from the ashes <laughs> they come. Right. Well, they actually sc- only two. They scooped us. Yeah, you know, uh, actually, there's only two of the members. Yeah, only two of them. So, yeah, but they scooped us. So, they did. even uh, with two of them, they scooped us. <laughs> so, if you haven't listened to that, that dropped today, I believe, as we we're recording. We we're recording on Thursday, so that dropped today. And uh, so, go go give that a listen. You hear a little bit about uh, Coach Underwood. Um, and so, yeah, he comes. Everybody may remember him from uh, coaching Stumptown. 
and so now he's he's coming over to Chattanooga. And so, what what uh, what were your thoughts about uh, about him as the coach? Uh, you know, I listened to the one hundred and nine po- uh, podcast in their interview today. Uh, they did a really nice interview. Uh, hit on some personal stuff. Hit on some uh, soccer stuff, tactical, uh, and I mean, he says all the all the right things. I mean, he's yeah. you know he's from the Atlanta area, so mm-hmm. uh, originally, and so he's I mean. He's from the region, at least, right? Right. Uh, so his family still, or his, I think he said his dad still lives down in Marietta. But so you know, he's kind of from the area. And then you listen to you know his uh, who his idols were in soccer, and you listen to who his coaching idols were, and who he likes to pattern his style after. And it all sounds great. It really does. So we'll just see how he does with the you know the application of of his uh, soccer philosophy and. Mm-hmm. Man, it it's. I think you said it earlier. It all sounds. It all sounds good. Oh, when, oh yeah. When you hear it, and that's that's right. like, how do you how do yeah. you implement that? Yeah. And uh, and I think that's always going to be what the difficulty is. Is when you come into a league and you're so restricted by, uh, you know, you can't go out. I think one of the questions, not no spoiler alert, you know, it's basically like, you know, in theory, maybe I could be Pep Guardiola if I had Pep Guardiola's squad. I guarantee I could finish top five. You know what I mean? So, you know, what is that the secret sauce is having the best players to run a system or can you run the system with, you know, the best players you can afford? So, but no, he it sounds, uh, you know, from everything I've heard and read and uh, it sounds like we got a, a really good hire. So I'm excited about uh, what he brings to the table. I think stylistically he is closer to what maybe, you know, what we were used to CFC 1.0 where possession um, not really, we, we weren't really ever really a pressing team, but possession oriented, uh, but we'll, you will see, like you said, if, if there are, if it's, if it's, if that's going to be player decided or, you know, or stylistically decided. So we'll, you know, I mean, he's saying all the right things now, he, you know, he wants to possess the ball. He wants to apply pressure. He wants to dictate, um, to the other team. Uh, he wants to score a lot of goals. I mean, What's I mean, not, who who can't get behind that? Like, yeah, what's not I mean, like I, about that? Yeah, so, I can get behind that. Yeah, I mean, you know, he mentioned Pep, and you know, as as one of his his idols, he also mentioned Wenger. I mean, you know, uh-huh. I could have gotten away from that a little bit. <laughs> I mean, come on. Hey, when you know, when the Arsenal Arsenal of the mid two thousands, late two thousands. I mean, there was some there was some nice soccer. So. There was, there was, and it, yeah. and and he said it too. And he he what he took took away from Wenger was you know a lot of uh, also his, his uh, player management mm-hmm. and those yeah. relationships and yep. and uh, more and more these days I, I believe that's a that's a overlooked and uh, a more and more important thing. You know, players uh, they want to be uh, handled in a certain way and treated a certain way, and and some it's real important. Yep. So go ahead, go check out the Section 109 podcast for interview with Coach Underwood. We'll probably have him on in a little while uh, and uh, talk to him. Uh, maybe cl- maybe more close to the uh, to the when the season starts. So you know, if you notice, he his title was head coach and sporting director. Sporting director. <laughs> He's our first sporting director. Yeah. So you know that I think that you've got some speculation about what that means for you know we've had you know, we have other coaches on staff, uh, what it means for uh, our technical director and and Bill. Um, and since the coach hasn't, I mean, excuse me, since the club hasn't announced anything, I mean, right now I wouldn't, you know, it's all kind of up in the air. So. Um, you know, I hope I would like to think that we that uh, Bill could still have a role in the club. Um, 
we'll have to see what that what that's like. I think Jordan would be nice to keep, and um, you know, and uh, so yeah. But we don't really know anything uh, on other staff and what I don't. I don't now. I did not finish listening to the interview. Did they bring up staff? No, because I, I, I asked them that question. And, no. I don't. I don't remember anything being mentioned uh, about staff, other than the fact that um, he really liked to draw off his uh, assistants. Uh, because he feels that they really bring something to the table. So if he has an assistant that has a certain expertise, then mm-hmm. he's going to let you know them dictate that part of uh, training or, or what have you. Because he's like, if you're not uh, taking the best or what somebody has, they do better than you. Then you know, why are they there? Yeah. So, but no, nothing specific. And yeah, I mean, as much as you know, we'd like to see some of those people brought back. You got to think that he was brought to the club to mold it in into what he wants. Mm-hmm. And his ideas, and that may or may not include uh, existing uh, yep. technical staff. So we'll just have to see. Yeah, and you know the club's not say anything, so I would imagine you know they're Jeremy and and the folks are working to try to figure out what that looks like, what the structure looks like going forward. Um, <clears throat> we also had some in in the. Uh, I guess let's skip. I, I I did this out of order. Let's just go to some Nisa news. When I did this, we didn't really have much. Nisa news. Um, and then it came all rapid and th- fire. Yeah, and then like the last couple of days, we've we've had uh, we've had some. It started out. I've not listened to this. I don't know if you've listened to this. So this may be a short conversation. Hmm. But uh, our Michigan Stars friend George went on uh, another friend of the pods podcast, uh, the first team pod, to talk about stars and Detroit and. USL championship and have you listened to that or have you just seen kind of the I've just kind of seen the Twitter conversation about yeah. it um I, what what was your thoughts on that on what on just George well, and just USL George George USL Charlotte yeah. so I mean you know there were rumors there were little rumblings when you know I guess like in um or this summer or yeah about the potential well actually even going back to uh uh, I guess it was MPSL Pro, like the the tournament. You know, even going back to that, I remember. I, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever even shared oh, this. I forgot. I you don't had, even know if yeah. I've ever shared this on the podcast. So, uh, I went to the uh, uh, Chattanooga FC Detroit game. I guess this was in the NPSL. What was the name of that turn? What was the name of that iteration? Members Cup. Yeah, the Members Cup. So, that was in August. Of what nineteen? Yeah. Because I was I was laid up in the hospital with a hole in my head. <laughs> I hear that every day. So yeah, so it was 2019, and actually I ran into George and one of his assistant coaches, and I spoke with him probably about five minutes, and and he said specifically that you know the stars were going to go pro, and I remember at that time we had not even ever heard of them, and uh, he said you know we're going to go pro whether it be uh, in that MPSL uh, failed venture or uh, USL. Yeah. And so even from the first uh, meeting with him, first we ever knew about him, USL was in the conversation even at that time. So, So I, you know, the, the, you know, the story, the rumor was that he had approached, he had approached and somehow was going to buy the Charlotte rights in, um, and, and play, maybe play in Charlotte one year and then take the team back to, to take the team to Michigan, but USL didn't want to have any part of, of the relationship with him. And that was the rumor at the time. And, you know, that's what he said. At least part of what he said, I understand is, is he is confirming at least part of that story. 
um, you know, that, I think that occurred like, I don't know, sometime in the summer. Um, and I've heard he has blamed, you know, Detroit, Detroit spoiled his, his opportunity to be in the USL because of, uh, territory rights and, and other things like that, which technically, I mean, could be true. Right. But I don't think that's why US I don't think that's why I don't think that's why Detroit went to the USL just to block George. <laughs> no, if anything if anything, no, they would have been like, Oh, I, please go by all means. No, I, I think they uh I mean they didn't do it because that you know, with the intention of blocking him, but that's a nice little cherry on top for oh, them. Oh, it's gotta be. So, it's gotta be. So I mean there's no love lost uh between those organizations. Yeah, and so. plus you gotta think the USL is gonna be like, okay, you're gonna buy a franchise yeah. from is it what's his name? Demik D'Amico. D'Amico. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. We've been trying to get rid of him, and then yeah, basically but they, just I mean, get they a still have D'Amico. D'Amico's now in just in League One because they, you know, they're dropping down to League One. So the whole the whole thing about, um, you know, like them buying Charlotte's right. I don't I don't know that that's actually. I don't know what's the, what the truth is there. Um, I also I also don't know. As uh, with everything you know, from up there, murky. Yeah, I mean, you know, especially with George. Right. So. But I, you know, maybe I need to listen to that. You know, I, all I've, all I've, all I ga- have gathered from that conversation, what kind of people have talked about on Twitter. Right. Uh, I, I don't believe, <laughs> I don't believe that. That's uh, gospel. I don't believe. <laughs> yes, it is. I don't believe that. That I mean, I, I, I think this USL probably just said no, thank you. And you know, where the timing and when did USL know? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking out loud. If I'm USL. And George is coming. First of all, I probably don't want any part of him at all. But if he's going to give me $10 million, you know. You're, no discounts. I'm like, you know, okay. But if you know that Detroit is interested, I mean, you're not even going to worry about the the, the, no. the the money. So I don't know the timing of that. I, you know, I, I don't think USL would be very interested in George no matter what. But – if they if they caught wind and through the back channels that Detroit was going to be putting together, you know, getting a new PLS investor, and is interested in going, if you just give us a little time to put something together, well, that's a, I mean, it's a no brainer to them to say, George, you know, go pound sand, uh, we don't we don't need any part of you, and you know, and I, I think, yeah, I don't I don't know the timing, but you know, it's um, it's hard for me to believe that that uh, USL was just shutting him down, not knowing that, that Detroit was interested. So, right. Anyway, um, other, and then, you know, that wasn't enough. Then we've, now we've had, uh, I guess a couple days ago, no, just today, uh, we, we found out that Bay cities in Oakland has been approved by the board. Although I think, I think they've actually were approved a while ago. And I guess Nisa's is just getting around to, to announcing it. So, <laughs> so, um, They've said they're playing in 22. Some people have asked, well, does that mean spring or does that mean fall? And uh, I think right now, if I remember correctly, it's only, you know, there are no midseason entries anymore. I think he says. Those days, oh, we've at least gotten past that. Right, we've gotten past that. So I think, you know, if it, it is 22, it'll be, it, you know, they'll start in the spring. Um, I'll be I'll be honest. I know very little about Bay Cities, their origin, like what their, yeah. what their deal is. Um, they're in Oakland. That's yeah, they're in Oakland. So I guess from a theory, from a mindset of like the more the merrier because we need numbers. Uh welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're thinking you get like that at work sometimes. Are you breathing? Do you have a pulse? Welcome. 
Well, so now we're now we're starting to round out, you know, who might be here in the spring to play. And then, you know, one of the one of the question marks that was out there, um, you know, that you know was I mean, there are two big ones. There's Stumptown, who it was run was league run last year, and then nineteen oh four which there were stories about they were league run, they weren't league run, they were they were league run for a little bit, but that they're not now or they still are. And I don't I don't I don't really know what the real story was. But then out of out of nowhere, um at we, least from this side of the continent. Yeah, we, we get we get a little note that uh San Diego 1904 will be merging with uh Albion San Diego. And what they said would be the Albion San Diego Professional Soccer Club, which I hope is not, you know, ASD, PSC. Hopefully it's just Albion San Diego. Yeah, that would be, that would simplify things. Yeah. Rarely, rarely does saying the whole name of something actually simplify (laughs) the the abbreviation, but here we are. Yeah, so Albion... Uh, which is kind of a, a um, you know an older youth organization. I think they Albion eighty one like group nineteen eighty one. I guess yeah, is when the, they but they're they're multiple Albions. Like they've got they've got like franchises. They're kind. I think oh. guess they're kind of like the Dutch Lion. You know, like the Dutch Lions, where you've got right. Dutch Lions all over the. And country. That actually got me confused on more than one occasion. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. So what? I guess they've got. I don't know if it's a branding or if it's if there's more of a connection than just just branding, but. So Albion San Diego will uh, be playing for, I guess, with in NISA taking San Diego 1904 spot. So RIP. Is it really taking their spot? San I mean, Diego they just really just. I mean, I don't know. They're not franchises, right? So you're not really taking their spot. Well, it's sure. Like okay. Merge the club. Yeah. I mean, San Diego's not playing. Maybe they should actually be San Diego United now. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean that's actually a le- legit. I mean it would be it would be a legitimate use of United. It would. Um, yeah. So more so than Albion. Yeah. Yeah. Albion because San Diego's San Diego's tie to England. Uh, yes. Strong ties. <laughs> so so now we've got we've got we know that uh, a San Diego team is in the league. We know that an Oakland team will be playing. Uh, we know that. Well, then there was this 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 little uh, snippet of information that George had never actually signed up to play with Nisa in twenty two. <laughs> but I haven't I haven't read or heard that, but it yeah. wouldn't shock me. But they'll be also a, it wouldn't shock me if they're like, oh, to come to find out, he had submitted his paperwork, but we couldn't find it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, I think Michigan will be there. Uh, I think we're going to be. You know, there hasn't been an announcement or anything formal, but. Right now, I think we're we're planning on being in NISA next next year. So, um, and then I guess the the last question really is, I guess there are a couple. What's going on with Stumptown, and is anything going on with New Amsterdam? Because you know they've got they've had their they've had their struggles with ownership and and well, soon as all the office. players own the team now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It probably complicated the boardroom situation. Yeah. So yeah, so I I don't know. Is that is there and anything? And now, now Stumptown's lost their coach, so they're gonna have to they're gonna have to take care of that little situation. All right. Well, next on the pod, I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm really excited to talk a little with a little bit about the women's team, 
And so we, uh, I'm we, very excited to talk yeah. about the women's team. So we've got a group. This is, this is literally something that we have, <clears throat> we've only speculated about, and mm-hmm. in in our in the podcast, we've never actually in the podcast had a conversation about what's actually, you know, it's actually here. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. So this is like a, a first. So yeah, it's great to have next on the podcast. It's great to have the the women's advisory board uh, on the pod to talk a lot about the women's team. You know, Todd, you and I have talked about the men's team ad nauseum this season, and we now I think we you know we have an opportunity to sit down and chat and and get some really good information about the women's team. It's it's going to happen. Yeah, I know. It's like it, it's been this total anticipation and and kind of building. It's going to happen. Well, at first it was like is it going to happen? Yeah. And then it's, it's going to happen. And then it's, when is it going to happen? How is it going to happen? And the advisory board is here to hopefully answer a lot of those questions. Yep. So. so we know all we really know is 22, the summer of 22, we're going to have a women's team and we've got a lot of questions. Uh, some folks from Twitter and various online media places uh, gave us some questions to ask to, to drill these lovely women of the women's advisory board and see how much, see how much information they're willing to share. If you want to break some news, that would be great. We always, we always like breaking news here on the four, two, three soccer pod. Right, so let's start out with some introductions. Yeah, let's, let's, they're let's, in order. yeah, let's start. Um, you know, now we have a couple of people who are veterans. And so Claire, I'll ask you to go ahead and introduce yourself first. Hi, I'm Claire Tooley. I am um, the, shareholder representative emeritus and member of the committee and excited to be here again. Amanda. Hey, I'm Amanda Moore. I'm the head girls soccer coach at Northwest uh, high school and I'm representing the um, high school level girls that this um, new team will affect. Great. And Shelly. I'm Shelly Ayers. Um, I am representing the, supporter side. I'm part of the Chattahooligans and I've been following CFC from uh, almost its very, very first early days. And I'm excited to be part of the group and to be here talking with y'all tonight. And last but certainly not least, Shabby. Hi, I'm Shabby Kaderi. Thanks so much for having me. Like Shelly, I also represent the supporters. And uh, let's see, after I moved here, my husband and I have both been pretty active in supporting CFC. Um, while you may not always see me, um, it's because I am taking care of supporting him, who I promise you see at every match with the <laughs> giant flag. <laughs> Who's I don't know. I don't know that I've ever noticed anyone any flag, with a giant any, flag? anyone with a flag <laughs> flying it for all ninety minutes. No, no, no. Over never, by never himself. That. Yeah, never, ex- oh. especially for him too. It yeah. was custom built, the largest flag we've ever made. <laughs> Wow. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, so I guess the first question I've got, and I don't know, I, I really don't know the structure of the board. And, you know, is this, was this a round table or is there a chairperson or uh, did, did you, did you, um, did somebody pull a, a sword out of a stone or, or did a lady in a lake give you, <laughs> give you, give you a sword or uh, has that been decided? What, uh, well, what was the structure of the board or is the structure? <laughs> Well, Jeremy leads it, you know, uh, general manager for CFC. So he leads all of us. And uh, I think everyone kind of got pulled in by different ways, really. Um, some through applying, some people were nominated. Um, yeah. 
but you're right. As far as structure, it is just a round table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what was the charge that was given to the board by, uh, by the club? And uh, anybody can answer that, I, I guess. I'll say that. So how I came in is, you know, this committee started right around the time I was rolling off of the um, big board, I guess. I don't know <laughs> what else we call it. Uh, and when I was talking to Jeremy about it, I was saying, you know, I do still want to be involved in some way. And um definitely with the women's team and we sort of talked about it as not so much getting it to the finish line, but getting it through this first stage into the next stage. So there is no end to this story. It's just the end of phase one. And then, you know, the work will always continue. So how it was, you know, when I've been thinking of it as let's make this a reality, like we've been talking about and just figuring out, all of those things to get something started, which is very different from keeping it going. Yeah, I think too, it was more of like, let's get people who want to see this done right and want it to develop into the professional team. And I think without voices representing each thing, you really can't do that. Um, so it was just him trying to get those, um, those opinions into the making of the the new women's team. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of it too sprung from the Q&A sessions, which I know that most of us had been to at least one of those that we had mm-hmm. um, during the season and off season and things like that. And I think that one of the resounding things that I took from all of those Q&As plus this going forward is that um, like Amanda said, in order to do it right and to do it the right way to make it sustainable and to, you know, like I said, we're not here to make all the decisions or really to support be a sounding board and kind of help the club move in the direction they need to because a lot of us have been around from whenever the women's team was here before was that they really wanted to also hear like women's voices too I think that's what I heard which is Jeremy's really great about that anyway um but I think that they really wanted that to be a key and integral part as well not that you know y'all's voices as men aren't you know, very welcome. I mean, they are welcome and all, but I think that was one of the things as well is that you really have to talk to your women supporters and those involved with women's sports in the community to really get a full bodied approach to um, what you're wanting to accomplish as your end game to sustain it as well. And I will say, uh, just sitting here looking, looking at you uh, for women and kind of like being the guides for, for this journey that we haven't been on before. It really is refreshing. I think for Jim and I to sit here and be on a conversation with uh, four women who are going to be guiding this. And because, you know, most of the conversations we have in soccer always uh, are around men. So this is extremely refreshing, especially when it's going to be for a women's team. Uh, And we had talked about it, you know, before how we we thought it was very important to include women in a women's team. And here we are. So it's nice to see this finally come to fruition and and uh, women actually being represented and reflective of the community that the the club is supposed to serve. So, Shelly, you you referenced that uh, that some of us have been around uh, long enough to remember that there was a a women's team um, here before. And uh, they left and, and we don't need to talk about that part of it. But um, I, I thought it was interesting that a number of people asked questions about the relationship between the front office and I guess the women's program and, and, and the women's team and how that would be different this time around, which implies that there was something wrong, you know, quote unquote, with the relationship before. 
Um, or at least that's what it sounds like to me and being, you know, I, I was around it and I know some of what they're talking about. Um, so what, uh, what do you, what do you all think the, the front office, the club has learned from the previous experience with the women's team? And then what do you guys think you, uh, that, uh, that we're doing differently now? Um, and, and are you, are you confident that we are doing something differently now? And I guess Shabby, I'll, I'll start with you. Since yeah. you're the first on my screen. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I can't, I, I was around for the the previous incarnation of our women's team. Um, and, and I, I don't want to say there was necessarily anything wrong, but I think there was definitely a different focus. And this time around, the key focus is we want to make this equitable. We want to make this experience equitable. So in the past, that wasn't necessarily the case. And one of the big things we learned is that people want to come to a match. They want to come to women's matches and they want to see an experience that is the same at a women's match as it is at a men's match. And that's the big goal of what I feel the front office has learned and what we have been very vocal about in our advisory on the advisory board to them. So we, we want that experience to be similar and we want there to be parity in what you see in a women's game experience and a men's game experience. So the big questions that I know people are gonna ask, where are we playing? We're playing at Finley. Is it gonna have all the same amenities? Yes, we're gonna have the amenities. We're gonna have the jumbotron. We're gonna have beer. Like it's, it's gonna feel like a match. It doesn't matter which team is on the field, it's, it's a, it's a CFC match. And so that was something that was really important to us. Uh, are we going to have manganadas? Because mm. we need a taco <laughs> truck. There. That, <laughs> will there be the well, taco truck? Yeah. That's all I'm yeah, worried. We haven't gotten down to the nitty gritty of every uh, food truck that will be there. But, but I listen, will put my just, foot down on that. Yes, we will. Yeah. We'll yes. make sure that that's on the pulse of the uh, next conversation. Yeah, you for need our to, next meeting is making sure that's that yes. as a return. <laughs> you need to add, you need to make sure you make that point with Jeremy. Cause he's a manganata hater. He's a manganata denier. If there are two men that, that you want to include in guiding this, at least as far as the food truck goes, then I would nominate Jim and I for this. Um, <laughs> I think this is our level of our area of expertise. You have to do a lot of field research, a lot yeah. of taste tests. Yes. Taste testing. Ab absolutely. If you need assistance with any taste testing of food trucks, <laughs> I volunteer Man. as 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 a what was it? What was it? Uh, as oh, tribute. tribute. Yes. Tribute. Oh, yeah. tribute. <laughs> well, you know, and I think too to piggyback on what Shabby was saying is that in the past it definitely seemed like the women's team was almost an afterthought. To the whole picture which doesn't right. help when you're trying to promote two teams you know if you have all of your games on a sunday for the women and that happens to be a weekend that the men are also traveling i mean how are you going to pick which one especially if the men's game is far away mm -hmm. or if you only have it on you know a friday evening or a saturday afternoon and those are a lot of things that were heard loud and clear i think from the past and some of that before was just we were in the same league Prior when we had the women's team, it was just the women's for, you know, half of the, uh, the men's league and everything. But some of those things, depending on how your teams are spread out, you might still have some, you know, issues. I know they're working on scheduling and things like that, but it definitely was heard loud and clear that um, one of the same game day experience. And part of that was having women's matches on Saturday night, if we can, and, and maybe we could do a double, double header and the men play first. So those are things that I think they definitely are, trying to look at to see if they could do but yeah we definitely will be at Finley and we will have beer 
and we will have bathrooms. <laughs> all things that weren't <laughs> yeah. there, all yes. the things that weren't exactly there yeah. all the time whenever yeah. uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> we had the women's team before. And like I said, it wasn't necessarily that things were done wrong. It's just I don't think it were things that were that were focused on. And mm -hmm. also, I mean, whenever you have two different sides working on things as well, communication is key. And I think they've learned to really communicate with the entire front office as a unified you know, system, we're a family, not a, you know, here's our second appendage that we're getting attached. So right. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the fan base will be very pleasantly surprised that the game day experience will be very much improved uh, coming into next year when, because the, the women, it will be next year too, is that I think there's still some people who don't think it's happening, but we can <laughs> confirm that 2022 will be the return of the women's side. So it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> And one thing I will say, since I know, you know, when they people talk about like, well, is it really happening? You know, my whole thing is it would have happened this year, but for a global pandemic, <laughs> and, you know, which obviously bad, but that means that people have been thinking about it for a long time. You've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it since 2019. And, you know, to go to if the front office gets it, my first meeting with Tim Kelly, August or September 2019, he brought up, he was like, the the way the women's team was set up was badly handled. And, you know, if we're going to bring it back, we know we need to. And so, you know, on the one hand, bad that it's not happening until 2022. But on the other hand, we've, there's been a lot of time to think about it and think about mistakes that were made and think about how to come back better. Yeah, we, we had touched on that. I remember we had you on the last podcast uh, about, you know, the pandemic had screwed a lot of things up. So it's nice to be able to actually to see things coming to fruition. And, and it did, but it, it bought us a little more time to really think about how to, how to do this right. So I, I do want to transition a little bit. I have a, I have a specific question for Amanda being the high school coach. Uh, knowing now that there is, is going to be this, uh, this women's team for CFC, how do, how do you think that affects, uh, you know, the younger players that you're coaching, the young women that you're coaching at the high school level when they can go and they can watch high level women's soccer uh, at, at, at the, you know, at the next level right up the road and you be able to point to that as, you know, a potential future for them? How, do, how does that affect the, the young women that, that you coach? I think it's huge, especially for, um, you know, some of my players who they don't want to leave home. They want to stay close to home and have options. Um, and you also have um, some of my girls that, you know, they go to Dalton State and they might want to play on the amateur side in the summer and then build their way up to professional. It just gives them that focus. Um, they, it's, it's tangible for them now. Um, Did it seem like something that was pretty much out of reach for them? Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of before this, like there was no next natural step other than, you know, outside of maybe attending, you know, going to college. Yes. Um, I mean, even when the old team was here, I think they didn't, you know, they didn't think they could go and make that team. Um, because we had had some girls go and try out and they'd gotten cut before. And so then it was like, well, why should I even bother if they don't want players like us, they don't want those younger players. And now with, I think with this new team and the type of players that they're looking for, I think it would be a, a legit option for a lot of the girls around here in the Chattanooga and North Georgia area. Well, yeah. I mean, if you will, um, maybe this is a nice segue because we did get a couple of questions about, the the future i mean this is kind of going in already in advance of you know we're just we're just going to have a, a team um so one person asked you know was, was there a, 
was there a plan to have a, a U21 team? So when you said that, you know, the, the type of player they're looking for, could you talk a little bit more about what, what, uh, what type of player you feel like uh, will be coming to, to the, to the team? I mean, I think they're looking for, you know, college level players, um, players that can handle that level of playing because eventually they do want, we are going to go pro with it. You have to start out kind of low key first and build your way up to the pro level. So, you know, in terms of what players they're going to look for, I would think that they're going to look for um, players who have the drive, that the, the college level players okay, and that kind of thing. And that, and so you, you've, that was kind of my next question. Uh, somebody um, on on one of my slacks had asked. You know, he assumed that the a women's pro team was the plan, and and assuming that it's the plan, what what is the ideal timeline for launching, uh, like for going through that amateur phase and getting to the pro side? You know, in the men's side, that was ten years. Um, and you know, I think I've heard Jeremy say that you know, that's, that's not an, un, that's not an un, unlikely plan, but is that long? Uh, are we looking three years, five years, or, or have you guys talked about it? This is shabby. I'll say that this was something near to my heart and I've pushed this a few times, but the honest truth is we don't have an answer, right? Um, it is a plan. It's part of the plan. It's, it's definite end goal. Um, but all along we have said, we want to do this the right way. And so to do it the right way, we acknowledge that we have to take baby steps. And so we will, we will cross that bridge when we are ready to cross that bridge. Um, that also being said though, we have the benefit of having gone through it with the men's team, having learned those lessons and, you know, having a bit of a springboard and shoulders to stand on and pick a metaphor um, that can escalate this process. So could it take 10 years? Maybe. Will it? I sure as hell hope not. <laughs> Did it worry you that that starting at the amateur level and you had mentioned equitable, uh, that it would be difficult to be equitable and have the women's team as amateur uh, and obviously the men's at the pro level did was that a concern and do you think that you guys are addressing those concerns um i think honestly i think that's always going to be in the back of your head when you're thinking about that because you know not only when before we you know, everyone was amateur both sides were and it wasn't equitable in terms of experiences and matches and things like that when you're looking into or bringing the women's team back and the men's is already pro side you know are people in the community going to think, well, I don't want to go, if I can see the men play pro, why would I want to go see an amateur women's side? So, I mean, I think that there's also, you know, always going to be a little bit of a fear or, and some of it might be rational thought too, because you just don't know. But I'm hoping that at least my thought is, and it was something I've, you know, I think I've asked Amanda before too, but is that I'm hoping that with it bringing in and seeing that how the men's side did do the growth on that plan and the fact that especially this season we have local talent that had came up from the academy that played from young and you know from Dalton as well I'm really hoping that that's going to strengthen the um, the fan base but as well as our players that might want to be recruited to come because if you know if we can have high school because if you're in an amateur team you can have high school players you know we've had in the women's team before we had mm -hmm. um Madison Ricketts who was in yep. high school I mean you, it's possible so I mean I'm really hoping that especially with Amanda's players and other local players too that maybe that will help grow a fan base because if you really look at that 
we're trying to do grassroots, get them from the ground up, get local. Obviously, you're going to have some collegiate as well, but I'm hoping that that's going to help us get um, a more unified approach. And folks will feel, and because of that, folks will really want to come because it's their really it's their homegrown local club. So I'm hoping that that's going to help as well because we've had a lot of success this past season with local talent that kind of came up through local soccer and academy players and stuff. So hopefully that'll be a, a, a thing that'll make it better this time around. So just to clarify an earlier question, I guess a, we're, we are talking about just a, a first team, right? So I know um, in UWS, there's UWS and UWS2 in WPSL. I think WPSL is a U21 league as well. And we're right now, we're just talking about a first team, right? Not, not, no, no two team yet. Correct. Right now we're going to, you know, I think you kind of have to do it that way right. to do it right as well. Because if you bring too many on at one time, you know, it's doomed for something to go badly. <laughs> so, <laughs> And I'll add to the amateur versus professional thing. I mean, you don't, if you have a pro team that doesn't automatically make things equitable, it's not like just calling it you know, being in that league mm-hmm. does that we've seen in the U.S. and in Europe there are plenty of pro women's teams that are not treated equitably to their men's team so we're concentrating on how do we actually make it equitable day to day and the league certainly is part of that but it's not everything and you know stuff like playing in Finley is I think a lot more important at this stage than and I think also like when you're talking equitable to the, to the player's view viewpoint, you know, going back into like what's going on in the player's head, not really the, yes, we want the fan um, experience to be equitable too, but we're really focusing on making it equitable for those players to have that same game day experience as the men's players do. The same opportunities um, out in the community that the men's players do to do service and things like that. It's just focusing on getting those players here and making it equitable for them where they want to stay around. They want to go back to their towns and say hey man y'all need to go play in Chattanooga this is so fun it's you know it's something that would be great yeah I think a big thing that's going to help with that too is you know that and it's something we've you know discussed this evening is that um you know we're going to be doing housing so housing is not going to be an issue which is a big big step especially for an amateur side and for the women seem to be able to have that that's a big change from things that we've had in the past I think uh, one of the one of the things uh, that I noticed as far as like a marketing thing and it, and it came across um, uh, when I got a, a text, you know, when, I guess it was one day last month or an email or something from CFC and, you know, about the uh, club season tickets. And it would include uh, the women's uh, mm-hmm. matches as well, which kind of told me two things it's happening. And uh, <laughs> how big of a deal was it? for you guys and how big of a push was it that the season ticket was all inclusive uh, to, to both squads? This is shabby. I'll, I'll quickly say it was, it was really important to us because we want, we want them to be seen um, on a level playing field, (laughs) but um, no, it was, it was important. And, and yes, now there are options where you can buy a men's only season pass and you can buy a women's only season pass if you wanted. But the fact that we are one club, one team, one vision for one city has always been part of our mission. Yeah. Like I've said several times, uh, don't be a duty head by, by the club pass. <laughs> so, and you know, and we did, you know, we've heard too, that there have been a few just women's only season passes 
bought, which that's actually pretty cool to hear as well that you've got uh, fan bases out there that actually are so jazzed about the women's side coming back that that's mm -hmm. what they're wanting their focus to be. So I think that's a, a step in the right direction as well. And that's before we even have, you know, yeah, we don't have a games, <laughs> like a schedule. So we're actually, we're talking, we expect to get way more people buying yeah. the women's only pass once right. we actually. I think that was one thing that, that Shami said that I think we, we overlook about the previous uh, iteration of, of not only the women's team, but also in a lot of ways, the academy it was almost, it was three separate entities and they kind of just, you know, they shared, they were, I guess, uh, joined by name only. And it seems like now it truly is under, you know, one family, you know, the academy, the women's team and the men's team. And, and I think moving forward, I think that's going to be the strength in this club uh, uh, moving on that. And I think maybe I took it for granted. I don't know about you, Jim, but I just kind of, before I knew, I just took it for granted. I thought, oh yeah, this is just one big, one yeah. big umbrella. And in reality, it, it wasn't. So, you know, when people talk about like what is the difference between, you know, CFC women coming back now versus what what was before, I think that's one of the biggest things is uh, is, is we are all one now, and I think it's how it has to be. So uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, you, you talk about the, the, there are some folks who've only, who bought only women's, like just the women's matches. You know, I've heard, I think, I don't know if it was Jeremy who told me or somebody else who, who said that they've received some sponsor, uh, sponsor requests or sponsor, um, I guess the sponsors have reached out to the club to say that they really want to sponsor just the women's team. And, and so I, which I'm not surprised by that. I, you know, I think, um, you know, the, the interest in the women's game has grown significantly. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm sure you guys saw the, um, the we funder that the, the Minnesota's team did, um, you know, they raised, I don't know, they're almost, almost to a million dollars and in, in money raised for shares of a women's team that by the way, um, does it even exist yet? They don't have a name. They don't have a name. They've not, you know, so they don't have a name yet and they raised a million dollars. So the interest is certainly there. Um, I guess I'll get around to a question eventually. My question is, uh, you know, it, the, you know, do you think there'll be uh, the same sponsors, the same jerseys? Um, you know, I, I know, and I don't know if you guys saw this, that the, the Greenville um, league one team, the Greenville triumph, uh, that that organization is starting a women's team and they're naming they're not naming it the triumph they're come they're they're naming it a, a completely different name now i know we're not doing that um but you know the or are we Ooh. Wait, who what? knows Ooh. don't mess with us <laughs> are we i wish okay wait a minute wait a minute shelly what I know you just got to see a photo of Jim, right? Like on your screens right now, because you know we're on this feed. But I, I just, but hold on, hold on. I, no, no, no. Well, turn on your camera. That's the face he's making right now. He's no. just looking yeah. at y'all, making Shut that up. face. Uh, <laughs> uh, um. I know. Turn this whole thing inside out. You know, it's just going to be a Chattanooga. Actually, we're naming it after Matt. Whiskey City. Whiskey yeah. City. Yeah. Lots of glitter up. everywhere. Fighting whiskey. Yeah, with glitter. Yeah, <laughs> glitter is going to be a very big proponent. <laughs> just so you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a glitter. Okay. Very state of the art. <laughs> I, 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 I have to get. I have to. Uh, uh, it's going to be Chattanooga Football Club, right? Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> we, we can say that much. It's, it's even the same logo. If yes. that makes you feel yes. 
a little better. Now you're going to notice. I promise. I wish you guys could have seen his face. It really was priceless. Because <laughs> I just, be yeah. Because I yeah. listen. I uh, I said some things about the Green Bull thing, and I, I'd rather not eat crow like two months later. <laughs> so uh, I'd appreciate that. So uh, will will they will there be different um, branding? Uh, will there be different like kit designs? Uh, uh, I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm all for that. If there's different kit designs for the women, I'm all about that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I don't really. I mean, I don't really just care one I'm way or the other. Different kits. So. Yeah, well, I, I just. I'm. In, <laughs> I'm interested to know what what kind of those conversations have been, since Shelly. I, I. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm having trouble recovering from the fact that Shelly was just like, oh, are <laughs> we going to be Chattanooga FC? I mean, I. I wasn't. Re- I wasn't prepared so for. Let, so let's just start. Keep it simple. So, are you guys thinking about same kit designs or totally different kit designs? not totally different we could yeah, say that. not yeah. totally different yeah, yeah. Totally we haven't finalized. Right. we we can say yeah. that you will notice totally a little bit of difference mm-hmm. that's it and if you want a, a little uh, dangling carrot or easter egg uh you might want to pay attention to things towards the end of the year maybe hopefully all right end of the, this year yeah so yeah, uh, that's a little, is, yeah. little I'm gonna easter egg to, for you yeah i'm gonna this is this is very interesting <laughs> because First of all, he wants to say this was not on the outline. No, this is not on the outline. We've gone completely <laughs> off the outline. But I mean, if you've, I mean, I know none of you have listened to us before, but if you've ever, Claire may have listened to us. I don't know. Um, yeah, I've listened to your podcast. I, I mean, I, Amanda's, I've listened to that. I'll listen to your most recent. Yeah, we're okay. listening. Well, then, then you know we're not big on like organization. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, this just puts, um, so there, there was a women's team in England who has just who just came out and said that they're rebranding to like it was it's not Charlton, but let's just say let's just for argument's sake it was Charlton Athletic, and it was the Charlton Ladies. And I like they rebranded. <laughs> Shady's making a face, and so I retweeted that or quote tweeted it with like the grimace, like the little grimace emoji, and I got a text out of nowhere. Because you know Jeremy's not quote unquote not on Twitter, even though he knows when I tweet. Yes, which is a little freaky. <laughs> um, and I swear I'm going to figure out his burner account at some point. But uh, so he's like, "Well, you know, keep that in mind when we do our branding." And I'm like, "What?" So now you've really, you've really. So we might get something by the new year. Is that what I'm hearing? Maybe so. Oh, if things it. work Y'all out, are if, awful. If- if all of the stars align, You're then terrible. yes, by the all end of the year, of we'll have some exciting people. things for you to see with your own eyes. With, and, and touch with your own hands. You can touch yeah. them and feel okay. them. So, so, so if you cool. want to like do a dance or pray to the postal service, you know, gods and oh, media supp- people. Oh, we're, we're thought, so, so what you're saying you're supply chain the fate, issue. Uh, the fate of us getting merch in our hands to the U.S. Postal Service. Wonderful. <laughs> I'm going to be sending well, some text messages. Not necessarily merch, but be looking forward to the end of the year hopefully okay uh y'all are awful now so yeah. so would, are you guys uh, looking to partner up with uh with hummel or looking to for other brands altogether? or uh I, I didn't know if those existing uh relationships were helping out and and uh you know kind of like design and thought processes uh that hasn't been fully decided yet awesome yeah 
So okay. it'd be great if we head can. Coach? Have you guys decided on a head coach yet? I just hit them with that. <laughs> Ooh, you know, we, well, can, we can tell you something actually, about that. Right, yeah, we can, so we can tell, tell you. you something. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that, I guess that is, uh, well, it's really not next on the agenda. The agenda is just, don't worry. We've been yeah, all the agenda. We ripped up the agenda, and, but, but so it was one thing on the agenda was uh, a timeline for head coach and technical staff. So if you've got something to say there, there more than just te- more than just the, the tease and a wink that I got from the sponsorship conversation. Well, there are people, um, there are people interviewed. Yes. Interviewed. That's all humans. Okay. Let me ask you this. On, it will just, not be a goat as the coach. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. So specifically to what, what are you guys as the, as the board, what are you guys looking at for a coach? How important is it? Um, uh, it does it need to be a woman? Is that necessary? Is it preferable? Uh, or are you just looking for the best candidate? Uh, because I think all those things have kind of been discussed, like, you know, uh, in, in terms of like women's soccer, like who, who is best for, for, for this type of uh, head coaching position? Our preference is a female coach, but we also want the best person who's going to be the best fit. And if that's a man, then it's a man. But that's, you know, we are actively looking at female coaches and, you know, it's, it would be our. And Jeremy has, um, they've done some interviews with a couple of candidates and um, they're still doing some looking as well. Um, I mean, we can share that next week they're going to be making a post as well to get additional applicants um, that are there. But I think they are being very smart in the way that they are looking because they definitely, especially in light of the fact that we just announced a new men's head coach, I think they are wanting to be very thorough and be very pointed in how they select uh, the women's coach going forward because not only are we bringing it back, but it's leading the women's team in the new direction that we're starting, you know, our rebirth of the team. So, uh, Jeremy uh, and uh, Coach Elliott are being very smart about how they are going through the process of interviewing, selecting, seeing what we need so that it's, you know, the, the best fit that we have. And, you know, you kind of want somebody that knows how to recruit players, know, knows um, where the talent is, um, not only within our community, but also in other states, other countries, that kind of thing. You want somebody that kind of has that. Um, the, con- the ability to have those contacts and is known, I think. How, how concerning is it? Like talk, talking about coach and, and I'm sure you guys have seen the news over the past like month or so, you know, all of the um, allegations that have came out in women's professional soccer, uh, not just here in the U S but actually across the world, when you guys are actively looking for a head coach, like what, how alarming has that been to, to see that? And, and I guess moving forward, like, you know, how do you even go about doing your due diligence uh, on these coaches? Like, I mean, it's just gotta be kind of concerning because there's gonna be young women uh, coming in to, to play and, and, uh, and, you know, they have mom and dads and they're going to be trusting like the board's judgment in a coach and, and how they're, how they're going to treat their daughter. Um, Jeremy actually brought that up on the call and party said part of the reason why it's maybe been going a little bit more slowly is that, they have really been doing their due diligence. And, you know, I think it's what they would have done before, but, you know, they started this search around the time that um, the first stuff with the DC coach was coming out and all that. And that, so that made them super aware of it. And, you know, I think obviously it is concerning and you want someone who's (laughs) going to be a decent person. Um, But I think at least for us, what might be kind of helpful is that we've been out of this world for a few years, so we're not going to 
get someone who, oh, you know, he's got all these recommendations from other people in our orbit that we are casting a wider net and we're not just relying on that boys club word of mouth to get someone in. So I think that's going to be helpful to us that we will be able to look at things with, you know, a really clear head. It does take a while to vet, you know, people with those kind of things, making sure you're getting somebody that's not going to abuse the players, treat them um, poorly, that kind of thing. Um, and so it's going to, it's going to take a, a while, I think, for them to figure out who they want to hire after they've vetted these people. And you're also going to want to find someone that really believes in our ideals and, you know, our mission and what we're wanting to accomplish. And a big thing that we've talked about on our meetings and desires going forward is that we want to still have a community aspect similar to how our men's side does. And so when you're vetting a coach, you're also going to have to be vetting, like, does that coach believe in that same community ideal and giving back and wanting to be involved in your community and in your different community partners? And is it someone that is going to um, make sure that it's done in a respectful way and that the players are, you know, doing what they should be doing and also treating people with respect. So it's hard to find that whole big picture package uh, and it will be found. It's just that uh, I think that's why they're also doing their due diligence is because you don't want to bring someone in on an emergence of a, you know, the reentry of a new team and it just all go to crap because you didn't fully vet to see if that fit is what you need and, and what you're looking for. So I think that it's good that we've got a forward thinking mindset <laughs> to be doing. So what a lot what of can that. you guys d tell us about, about timelines for things? So, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the timeline, uh, you know, of this merch that's not merch that's brand. I don't know what, I don't, I don't know. Now I don't know what to expect over the, <laughs> over the next month or so, Puppies. Um, <clears throat> but I'm going to find out. Um, <laughs> Are you? Well, maybe it's a food truck. I mean, maybe we're just getting you all put on a uh, a drink. Maybe that's, that's what fine. It is. That 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 that'll be we'll fine. Take that. But <laughs> it, you know, all kidding aside, the I I know I know the 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 league discussion is is one that's I know that the supporters are very interested in. Um, I, I know I know there was some interest in in making an announcement. Um, you know already, but you know, for we're we're not ready to do that, obviously. So, do you know what uh, what what we're looking at in terms of timeline for the league timeline for the announcement of, of any technical staff or head coach? Um, I can say that we are expecting or hoping for a big announcement this month uh, that would include the league because it is chosen. We just, you know, we can't announce it yet, but as soon mm -hmm. as we can, it was received so we are good we've done our okay. application and we've paid and we've been accepted so. all right <laughs> yep um so so yeah you can expect something hopefully before the year is out um jeremy did say in our board meeting today that he would like to get um a lot of the coaching decisions maybe not necessarily the head coach but definitely he had you know you know the technical um folks and and some of the other pieces like we're expecting some staffing announcements in january um so you're going to hear that and uh, and then we're going to just you know it's going to continue to to trickle on from there you're going to start to hear you know more about the league and hopefully we'll have schedules and you know before you know it it'll be april may and there's going to be games so this is really exciting stuff so yeah the next two to three months end of this month and the next two 
are probably going to be the big action-packed, getting a lot of those answers that you want <laughs> coming through. Is that just me? It's not uh, just I, me. I'm just going to go Everyone. ahead and ask uh, for Jim because I know he <laughs> he just he wants to ask. Uh, do we have a uh, do we have a schedule yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, we did talk about scheduling tonight. Uh, they've been in talks the league and plus NISA scheduling. So I would say that probably that will be coming in the beginning of the year, like first couple of months of the year too. Because obviously, since we are going to be two different leagues, which that was going to have to happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because of that, I think that they're being smart about trying to get all of those pieces filtered into play because that way they can, again, goes back to having equitable game day experience. So trying to work it out between the knees, because obviously the NISA schedule is going to be longer than in an amateur schedule is anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, no, they are, they're actively working on scheduling and getting that ready to go. So get your uh, tanks fired up and your, you know, your gas tanks fired up. <laughs> Lots of traveling and uh, to Finley and out of you know to other teams to go and and watch coming through. Well, I, I know you can't you can't specifically state which league, but could you to talk about what you what the group was looking for in a league, the the types of things that that the that you felt like were important. Can I say stability? Yeah, that was the big one. That stability was, big one. was for sure. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was the first yeah. thing I said. I was like, I spent two years on the on the other board talking about league yes. stability. I would like to not. Well, have I, I don't. They, they, they looked at they looked at some of the men's league. They're like, what's the opposite of this? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I don't know. If, I don't know if we're going to completely get out of that conversation, considering you know the the women's league seem to be going down a similar path um, of you know the this you now we have we have more soccer wars, but. Uh, uh, hey, fair, we want it fair and equitable. Well, welcome yeah. to the wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you want to feel that, you want to Stability was huge. Yeah. We, we, I know one of the things that we discussed was, you know, it's, it's great that there's these leagues that have good intentions or good ideas, but we need to know that a team can execute. So we were looking for something that was stable, that was established. Um, and when you consider too, that we're, we are talking about amateur ladies and we are looking at budgetary concerns because we know that revenue is not going to be the same but we still wanted an equal experience it also meant that we were looking for a league that could give us um you know games that are closer understandable and that's one of the and that honestly that's if if i'm being honest i think that's one of the things you know i lament about uh the men's side being professional now it's not like there's any uh potential away game uh, opportunities that that are you know reasonable uh, so, I mean, I don't know if, if me and Jim are going to travel out to uh, Bay cities, uh, <laughs> I, I doubt it, but you know, so it's just nice to be able, you know, if we could, uh, be able to, uh, go to some away games and, and be supportive of our, our clubs close by. So yep. that's, that's a yep. nice idea. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Um, I, I don't know if there are any, if there are any kind of final things, things that we didn't ask that you are just dying to share with the couple of people who listen. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if there, if, if there's anything else that, uh, that, that you would like to get into the conversation. Well, a couple of things. Yeah. Because yeah. it's stuff that, uh, especially those listen to your podcast and fan base that we kind of would love uh, for them to kind of think about, and then definitely reach out to any of us, to Jeremy, to y'all, whoever is, um, what we, 
said that we wanted mentoring to be a big part of whenever the women's team comes, like local mentoring of our players um, in the community. So that's something that we are actively seeking out um, organizations that will do a mentoring piece with our women players that are coming. Uh, but something we're also looking at, um, which we've done on the men's side before, especially when we were amateur, is doing like a family aspect. So something about maybe having a family weekend where the players' families come in and get to watch them, but also, you know, individual, like, so families, individual people, you know, maybe adopting players, you know, it's something to keep in your mind is whenever we bring them in. So they get that same community feel that our men's team did whenever they were first getting started, which is a piece that we were kind of missing it was like a we weren't quite there whenever we had the women's team before so we are definitely looking for individuals that will when we get the women's side going hey if you're going out to dinner you know maybe you're going to adopt for lack of a better word a couple of players and you say hey you want to join us for dinner or do you want to come over and hang out at the house with us and the kids or you know we're going you know tubing do you want to go tubing with us so that's something for uh, the fan base to keep in mind if that's something you think you're going to be interested in it's definitely something that we would like to hit the ground running with uh, whenever we start bringing back the women's team and we're also looking for sort of the flip side of the mentoring is of the players is volunteer opportunities for them and so if you have you know a camp that's going to need counselors or an organization that's looking for volunteers um, please reach out to us. I know I mentioned this on our call earlier, you know, everything's a little bit up in the air. <laughs> Summer 2022 seems very far away. So, you know, plans aren't firmed up yet. But if you hear someone dying for volunteers in the summer, you know, reach out to us. Yeah, we'll, we'd like to, we'll oh, we would like to do kind of pause of the night type things. Like we did this past season really mm -hmm. well for the men's side. So we really have a strong urge to do that for the women's team as well. So maybe do, and it's a smaller season when you're amateur. So it may be a cause of the month. But if anyone has organizations that might be able to partner with us to do outreach that way, that would be great as well. So we are, are actively seeking any and all feedback um, and volunteers for those types of things. Well, Jim, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I haven't been this excited about, uh, I mean, and, and I'm being honest, it may sound corny, but I really haven't been this excited about something in a really long time for CFC. I mean, this is just, it's, it's finally came full circle. You know, we've been talking about this for a while and to see this come back and, and the way it's being done, uh, it just seems like it's, it's, it's got the CFC ethos to it. Uh, and it just seems to be growing. And now, you know, after, after hearing all this, it, it just seems like everything's moving in the right direction. And I just have this sense of confidence that things are going to be done right. And we're not going to make the same. I, I, I'm going to speak for myself here. I really did take the women's team for granted when they were here in, in the first time. And, you know, that that's on me uh, for that, you know, I missed out and, you know, I, I'm not going to let that same mistake happen this time. So I'm really excited about it. And I'm even more excited after speaking uh, with the four of you, uh, just bringing uh, this insight. And uh, I mean, this is, this is as much transparency as, as we've had about any part of CSC. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it really is. I mean, it's like, we're, we're just getting a peek at, at the, the very groundwork that's being laid for this. And, and honestly, it's pretty amazing. I do have one more question, you know, okay. <laughs> We, there are some uh, women who are playing soccer in this community who wore blue at one point. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> are, we are we going to have any of our 
because I, I will still call them our our women back in blue uh, for that first season. I've already seen them in blue recently, for the record. Yeah, I've seen one in blue. <laughs> blue yes, times. sure have. Yeah. Yes, even one is actually coaching. Um, even on vacation. Yeah. I would love to see several of our ladies, if they're still mm -hmm. playing and wanting to play, especially because we, we have past players that you know, are definitely still plenty well able to, they just, but they're not doing pro. I would love to see that happen. But a lot of the player stuff, until we get our coach fully in place, a lot of that stuff will be sure. decided when that happens yeah. too. But my uh, hope is that that will happen, that we'll see several of them come back. And maybe if they, even if they aren't playing anymore, if coming back to support us at matches, I think that would be awesome. Yep. You know, Absolutely. once a blue, always a blue, not just on the field, but if you want to come join us in 109, <laughs> that yep. would be great too. All right. Todd, anything else? No, just uh, thank you ladies very much for your time this evening. I mean, it's really been a, a great conversation and I hope our listeners have gotten as much out of it as we have. Yeah, me, me too. I, I really appreciate your time. I know you've been, this is, you've been on two hours of Zoom calls now. So uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I was on a four-hour call with a client recently, so oh, I, well, I can well, go okay. Later. Well, then, yeah. then we've got a couple hours. Just ready to go. for the marathon. Let's go. Because <laughs> I got other like, things. I got other things I can talk about. But so. I just like to have more interaction other than you know with TJ. <laughs> speaking of amanda i you know i do i do want to say you know we you know you and and bailey and, and and tj have been in our thoughts so you know i was glad to see your face on here smiling and um if y'all yeah. need anything you know don't hesitate to reach out to us and uh and let us know um and i also you know i asked this oh maybe like a year ago um if, if, if anybody who's on this call right now has now got the itch for podcasting, it would be great to have a, a female voice on oh, wait, the no. Ford. Huh? What'd you say? <laughs> what did you I say? I think he said something said about replacement for Jim. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Don't get everybody's hopes up. Um, it would be wonderful to have a female voice on the four, two, three soccer pod more often than it has been in the past. So just, just for, All you know, at us anytime. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about guests. I'm not talking We're about talking oh. being on here. Yeah. I'm not talking oh, about gotcha. guests. Yeah. I'm not talking about a guest. I'm talking about somebody who, uh, who is willing you know. to tolerate this nonsense. <laughs> right. Cause I, you know, I, I, I would really like, uh, that voice when we talk about really the club, um, not just the women's team, but, um, you know, we've been, you know, that we've had folks who kind of, I won't say call us out because that, that, that is not that strong, but, um, we need to have more women on our, on the show. I guess this is a show that we call it. <laughs> well, we need to sure, have more women on your syndication. On the, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so if, if anybody, you know, if you, if you know of anyone, Will you provide us with manganadas if we say yes? Absolutely. Absolutely. I could be bribed with manganadas. Yeah. You know what? You tell me when and where. I yeah. uh, I don't even need the manganada. I, I'm yeah. happy to come talk. Yeah. I love it. Sweet. Sounds yeah. awesome. All right. We're going to call her. I'm sure most of us. For radio. Yeah. Wait a minute. Not, not all four of you. Wait a minute now. They're going to be taking over. <laughs> We'll, Listen, we'll lose I don't our, got time. We'll lose I'm about boat. to start soccer season. I don't have time. <laughs> Somebody else. <laughs> So yeah, I am call. I have done most of these from my office, so <laughs> I, like, I can I can definitely sub in. But. Yeah, well, I, happy yeah. to sub in anytime you need. Yeah. <laughs> we we if you, will. Would, if you would like recurring guest stars, just let us know. We awesome. can uh, yeah. we can well, split up the duties. 
we will definitely be in touch then. Uh, again, thanks so much for spending some time with us to talk about the women's team. Uh, it's, uh, you know, if, if you guys, you know, this week's been big for podcasts because 109, they finally dropped a, a new, a new show <laughs> today for, uh, the, the, the new men's coach. And so it's great to also talk about the, the exciting things that are coming, um, on the women's side. So again, thanks so much. And, uh, let, let, let me give you guys the rest of your night back and, um, and we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. I'm sure. Thank y'all. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks. All right. And welcome back to the 423 Soccer Podcast. Big special thank you to Shelly, Shabby, Amanda, and Claire for coming on the podcast. Uh, part of the uh, Women's Advisory Board for bringing back the CFC women's team. Uh, man, I was just really stoked about that whole interview and about what we learned. Uh, and then they teased you. Uh, <sighs> uh, that was, I wish they, I wish our uh, listeners could have seen the face, your face. Yeah, I. that is intriguing. Like how you're discombobulated for at yeah. least a couple of couple of minutes. <laughs> how the how the branding will be the same but complimentary different. Yeah, complimentary is the yeah. word. Yeah. Hashtag complimentary. Yeah. yeah. I I'm in, I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm you oh, color CC, me intrigued. Very intrigued. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh any uh you know, and I, I'm just gonna go ahead and admit, like, we are not professionals. And we didn't. We failed to ask about Wolfsburg involvement. Yeah, we did. And that's bush yeah. league action, not there. Yeah, that's Nisa league action. It really is. It really is. <laughs> but nobody else asked either. That's no, kind of surprised. Didn't. Yeah, what's wrong with you people? Yeah. You didn't even ask. Jeez. Nobody on Twitter asked. Nobody. What's we wrong did with you after after we quit rolling. We did ask about uh, Wolfsburg involvement, and yes, they are still actively. Uh, playing a role and there's a couple of key components that are going to be coming up that are still in the works mm -hmm. uh, for their involvement later on uh, uh, this summer. So look forward to that. And of course they said, look forward to some announcements later on this month. And yep. so uh, just to kind of recapping uh, what, uh, what we just heard. So uh, I mean, you know, we got like, a lot of info right yeah, there. Yeah. Like I said, at the end of the season, you know, this is, this is not going to be a, a quiet off season. I mean, you've got, you know, the men's heads coach, which we have an announcement now. We've got the women's team. We've got a women's heads coach. We've got the women's league. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's just a lot of information that, that uh, I mean, I, th I think it's going to be, I think the rest of this year is going to be packed. Um, right. And then, you know, before you before you know it, you know, the NISA season is going to be back and then summer will be here and the women will be back. I don't know. So, I just I keep kind of getting this feeling that, that 22 is like, almost going to be like the reemergence of, of CFC. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just getting this really just, just positive like feelings about moving forward. Maybe not so much vibe. about things that are going on, like in the league, <laughs> but, but with yeah. CFC specifically, yeah. like uh, yeah. I feel really good about the direction the club as a whole is headed. And whether that be from the Academy or for the women's side or from the men's side, uh, it all seems to be, uh, having this nice synergy about it now, and I'm really uh, on the positive about about what's hopefully coming. And I think that needs to be the next, I, I, the, the kind of the next podcast is is wrapping up 21 and looking into 22. And so I'm going to reach out to Jeremy and see if he wants to come on and and kind of do that wrap up of the year. And First of all, we know he doesn't want to come well, on. Yeah, if but he if we'll he's ask willing, if he feels obligated enough to come on. Right. Yeah. If he's if he's willing to come on. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and talk with us a little bit, a bit, a little bit about that. And then, you know, I think we'll take, uh, who knows? I, I, I thought that after we did that, we would take a break, but now that 
talking with the advisory board about some of the things that are coming up, you and I may have some things to talk about all the way through the end of the year. Right. So, hey, um, I'm I'm here for it. You keep you keep hitting us up with uh, details and information coming out like that. Yeah. And uh, I think I think it's safe to say we're here for it. We're here for it. Um, That's right. Well, Todd, it's it's getting late, and you gotta you gotta eat and head all the way back up. That's right, south, to, southeast end of Bradley County. To Bradley County. That's right. So uh, let's let these people go. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. And until we uh, talk to you again, go CFC. Go Blues. Oh, Mr. Oliveira, with a cheeky goal.